1: How many nannies does it take to change a light bulb? None. Light bulbs don't wear diapers.
3: I've got the leprosy of the heart bones, exacerbating my incredible wounds. I want to take my brain out, and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent to Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Doctor Steve. Dr. Steve.
4: From the world famous Cardiff Electric—what did I say? Cardiff Electric Network Studios. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street crap. the weirdo alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And uh, we've got my uh, partner in all things, Tacy. Hello, Tacy. Hello. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at Dr. Scott W. M. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, respiratory therapist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, massage therapist, or whatever. All right, very good. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. We'll be talking about it in a second. And uh, check out stuff.drsteve.com. S-T-U-F-F.drsteve.com. Who doesn't need to go to... um, amazon and buy stuff do it through that stuff.drsteve.com you can scroll down and see stuff that we talk about on this show a lot or you can just click right through right at the top of the page it really helps to keep us on the air and uh, we appreciate you using that and uh, simplyherbals.net well I said that already check out our patreon at patreon.com slash weird medicine um, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show but um it's uh, we're having fun over there. That's fun. I look forward to that. I mean, I look forward to this too. But I'm really uh, enjoying uh, that. Did
1: you catch that? Mm. No, I do. I,
4: I do. You yeah, know, I know. It's, it, Scott can go fuck himself. And I didn't want to say that, but
1: <laughs> you're out. Uh, yeah, he gone. He gone. <laughs> Bye, Felicia.
4: <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that thing where that woman is brushing that that dog's teeth, and that kid's going, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Have you seen uh, that? That's uh,
1: hilarious, Scott. I'll show good. it to you.
4: You've got to just Google it. Uh, I don't yeah. know what you would Google person, what the hell, brushing dog teeth.
1: <laughs> that's
4: a crazy hair. thing. I mean, this is a audio show, so I'm stupid to talk about, it. anybody, it's just a...
1: Henry and Penny the Frenchies.
4: Okay. Check that out. And this little kid going, what the hell? And the mother is... Telling him to stop saying that while she's brushing the dog's teeth, and he just keeps going, "What the hell?" <laughs> anyway,
5: all right, that's funny.
4: All right, and uh, don't forget Doctor Scott's website at simplyherbs.net. Simplyherbs.net, and uh, I guess you're selling. You're actually selling things again.
5: Selling things again. We have we have things to sell again. Good. Can Nas- you get a little
4: closer to your mic so yeah. the, a little bit of nasal spray. Them. Nasal yeah. spray, especially this time of year.
5: Yeah. Sinus allergies. Yeah, it's got peppermint oil, CBD, yep. what the hell? It's got everything in It's got everything in there. Everything, anything you need <laughs> make you big and strong. It's Put got hair, all everything Hair on your it. chest. <laughs> all right. Well, good deal. All right, good. man. Well, um, hello, Tacey.
4: How are you today? I'm fine. How's retirement?
1: Oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know now why people say, I don't know how I ever worked. I'm so busy doing nothing
5: <laughs>
4: that I don't yeah. have time. I love it
1: for all these little other things that people have to do
4: yeah I it's mean I no had time. I had to crunch a bunch of data today for a meeting that I have tomorrow I got like five spreadsheets I had to do pivot tables and make charts and do all this stuff and I had to interview a new candidate then I had to do a podcast for one of our professional organizations and uh, I had another meeting and uh, i you know, and I see Tacy, and she's running around. And she's the one that's exhausted. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. but I understand it. You got you got tons of stuff to do. <laughs> <I>
1: do <don't. clears> though.
4: <throat> I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> to being exhausted like that. Yes, just well, you know,
5: you'll take that challenge, won't you, Dr. Steve? I will take that challenge.
1: I got to finish 90 Day Fiance. Oh yeah, okay. Had time well, to here do you go. That. That's right. <laughs>
3: you've accomplished something more <laughs> now, Taste. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what else? okay, so by the way, speaking of ninety day fiance, you are going to be on our patreon show with uh, Mr. James Norton and uh, and you get you two are going to talk about ninety day fiance. okay? No, you know that. yes, yes. So, anyway, I'm just putting it out there as a as a oh. plug.
1: But, I mean, so the season's almost over. When is he going to do it? Are we going to talk about the new season? No, or? well,
4: you'll talk about the season that just happened and what a bunch of weirdos and idiots <laughs> they all are.
1: I'm telling you guys, if you don't watch the show, you just must.
5: We don't know what we're missing.
4: I no. just I call it 90 Day Shit Show. Because <laughs> so awesome. it is. It's just a shit show.
5: <laughs>
4: it's. And, you know, and I'm like, there are normal people out there that do this. And then I thought, well, why would you make a TV show about normal people doing it? Mm-hmm. You're going to find the most pathologic situation yes. that you can find. Yes. And that's what they do. And that's what makes it fun for people. <laughs> it's just a it's a very slow moving train
5: wreck. How much of that of those shows do you think is actually scripted? where there or how much of I mean, <sighs> most of it do you think is just kind of them? They're they're real people. They're I mean, I, I think I
4: swear sometimes I think that they create some situations, but mm-hmm. the people are real. OK, I think. What do you think?
1: I'd, I think so. I you think couldn't the people make people some of real, this stuff but, up, but they do. I think they're um, say, well, let's give it a little more drama. Why don't you ask for, say, right. a prenup or something like that? But or, um, it doesn't give, matter. give your
4: Peruvian uh, fiancé a toothbrush for Christmas.
1: <laughs> Here. See how that Here's goes. Here's your Christmas present. Because that <laughs> happened.
5: Literally, and I guess the Peruvian thought that the toothbrush...
4: Well,
1: to them, yeah, she,
5: she threw it away, but then she kept
4: it. She
1: threw it in the, <laughs> outside because he, he sent pictures, nudie pictures to um yes. his ex-girlfriend and of
4: her because he's like ha 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 look oh, who like, I'm with now oh, look how hot she is can you no, imagine no it just
1: doesn't and he won't take oh. his hat off because he's bald yeah. except for this patch in the back of I mean I so could just like go on raff. and on yeah. yeah and this one guy breaks up with this girl and he starts running down the street like where is he where's he going
5: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, anywhere other than
4: here <laughs> as well that's like he my, just
1: turns around and yeah. starts running that's like
4: my sister and, oh, this is a horrible story. I don't know if I should tell it.
5: Yes, tell it. Tell it. It's too late. You've already started. You can embellish. It's. It,
4: <laughs> well, I already said it was her, but it's my dad's funeral. My sister was known for drama a little bit, and um, I mean, aren't we all? I'll say that just in case she happens. Yes, we it. all are. We yes, all, yes, of course. We are. So, um, it's my dad's funeral. Everybody got along. And that's not always true in our family. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, and my brother said, or no, 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 that's not right. So after everything was over, we're all just sort of gathered around. My um, sister says, hey, we're going to grill out hot dogs, which was different than what my brother told me they were going to (laughs) do. And I was like, and she said, "Why why don't you stay? And I'm like, hell no. I'm leaving while everybody is getting along. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's apparently, and this is my niece told me this later, Holly, who's, you know, one of, may, probably my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I, she was raised as my sister. She was closer in age than my sister and I were. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were raised together. But um, so she, told, <laughs> as soon as I left, my brother and my sister started arguing because he wanted to go to this restaurant And she wanted to cook out hot dogs. Right. So they get in this big argument and they end up going to the restaurant. But the evening ends with my brother and my brother in law in in the car going down the street in the middle of the street going like two miles an hour. Behind my sister, going Martha, Martha, get in the car. Behind my sister, who's gonna walk home to Arkansas. <laughs> so, she, she, so that when you talk about this person running, uh, running down the street, where are they going? Where was she going? She was in North Carolina, and now she's gonna. She, but by God, I'm walking home. <laughs> and she lived in Little Rock, Arkansas. So anyway, you know, we do these things, and then you start. It's just like throwing a plate of spaghetti against the wall in anger if you've ever done that you only will do it once unless you're a complete maniac because then it's like oh shit that felt good for a quarter of a second now i gotta clean this up
5: yep and repaint the wall
4: unless you're paulie from uh was it paulie from uh the godfather now
5: clean it up
4: Mm -hmm. so yeah i think
5: paulie anyway Memories. Yes. What great memories! I'm gonna walk home to Arkansas. <laughs> oh my word!
4: All That's right, we, we, this is a medical show. Let's do medicine. We're talking about mental he- health issues yes. right now. Yep. Anyway, all right. What do you got, Doctor Scott? Well, you know that that, uh, that almost kind of ties into our. Yeah, I should do theme songs for each of these sections. We should have a theme song for bullshitting for nine minutes at the beginning. Okay, and then a theme for Doctor Scott's bullshit um, topics and then a theme for you know when we number one we, thing don't take advice from someone we have that, well, that's on the what radio. Carl does yeah, we can do that and you know I listen to his show and it's so professional because he's got each segment has it's own little musical theme thing I'm just too lazy and not creative
5: enough to do that <laughs> you're too busy Oh, maybe that's, that's what, what maybe, it is. A Taisy, maybe a tay maybe can put it in her schedule she can oh yeah
4: whip, some just, whip, whip us I'm up sorry, some jingles Steve. I, there's taste. just no time <laughs> well Carl has Jenny jingles you know he has a jingles department mm. we're talking about who are these podcasts of people who don't know what we're mm. talking about and uh it I thought wow he's got he has this jingles department and all this stuff that Jenny from the jingles department and all these they have all these jingles and then I find out that's his wife. <laughs> <laughs> when I met them, when I met them in uh, Chicago, I had no idea that Jen from the Jingles Department was his wife. So there you
1: go. So Tacey, nope. Okay, <laughs> all right, fair <laughs> enough. All right, never mind.
5: Anyway, Scott, what do you got? So. A little, a little study we found the other day about the uh, cocoa supplements and multivitamin out uh, supplements.
4: Yes. <clears> and, so and one of our, our listeners yourself. was in this trial and sent us the preliminary results. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I would have liked to have been in this. Thank you for doing one. that, by the way.
5: Yeah, I would like to have been in this one. Hell, studying So talk about cocoa. what it was. Well, so it looks like what they did was a clinical trial with 21,442 men and women across the United States. Uh, investigated whether taking a daily cocoa extract of supplements containing 500 milligrams of cocoa flavonoids mm. a day or a common multivitamin and, and would it influence the uh, developing um, heart disease stroke cancer so it wasn't either things. or it wasn't a yeah now that's what that's the way i'm reading of course you know how i read things sometimes i don't <laughs> exactly get it right but <laughs> like it's stupid the stupid study we read in new zealand Bunch of oh yeah! No, you, they're the idiots. Yes, they should have. They should have known better. But anyway, <laughs> so um, so the cup. Uh, it looks like it's five hundred okay. milligrams. Go of, back a few of, shows, and well,
4: you'll know what he's talking about. <laughs> I hate to have. The inside the room stuff, but I guess we have to yeah, in this well, case. Doctor Scott completely misread a study that he gave. I did, but it was. But the way I read it was
5: much more entertaining. Yep, yeah, that's true. Okay, I, I
4: can't argue with that.
5: So, so, uh, so results from previous studies had, had been promising. So they they wound up studying the um, to determine whether or not a cocoa flavonoid and multivitamin supplements help maintain health. Um, and it's a huge and it's a huge study. Yeah. So. Uh, it was randomized double-blinded placebo-controlled testing excellent um, and uh so we got a um the flavonoids give the,
1: yourself a bill that's scary from the cocoa yeah
5: sorry yeah. that's okay and um and the vol- multivitamins uh and they're just checking with these 21 was well, so out wake forest yeah it's a real it's it looks like a pretty legit study man. no it, yeah i mean yeah. wake forest a real place oh yeah lord yeah no Wake forest is wonderful Yep. Yeah. um and it, and it took over uh let's see three and a half years of treatment and follow-up these interventions have already shown favorable results and are well tolerated and safe so as you and i have talked about a thousand times the key is you're probably not going to get hurt from taking these things yeah that's pretty. that's true
4: that's true but we've always wondered is there any benefit to taking multivitamins Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, for the longest time, people say there's really no benefit, right? Unless you've got a vitamin deficiency. But right um, to taking a multivitamin, what are you doing? Mm. You're pissing out what you don't need, and right. the stuff that that's fat soluble, you got plenty of it. But um, so this is really interesting. So it's let me make sure it's the same one that you're looking at. is Cosmos Mind, right? Correct. Yeah. So they had uh, 2,000 adults age 65 and over that did not have dementia. And they underwent some sort of cognitive testing at baseline. So, And then they did it every year for three years. Mm-hmm. And so the mean age at baseline was 73 years old, and about uh, 40% of them were men. That's because there aren't that many men left over mm-hmm, by at that age. That. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so uh, they were balanced. They tried to balance them with respect to... Uh, cardiovascular history, diabetes, depression, you got to do that. You know, if you have a preponderance of something in one group over the other, then somebody could just point at that and say, well, that might be the reason. Then you've got to do another study. So they balanced them pretty well. And they got 77% response rate through the the three years. So that's really good. And um, they said that the primary endpoint, we've talked about this, Dr. Scott, when you're studying Viagra and you're studying... Studying it for blood pressure control, and then all the guys start saying, "I'm got these raging boners." Mm-hmm. You can't uh, get it approved by the FDA for raging boners on that study because that wasn't your endpoint. Right. So you have to then go do another study that just looks at um, boner production, <laughs> and then and then you can uh, you as a side <laughs> effect might be low blood pressure. You know, you got to right. look at that. Right. So anyway. So I said the primary endpoint was the effect of cocoa extract versus placebo on this global cognitive function composite score. That was the question I had earlier was how are they determining this? So this is a validated instrument that looks at disorder overall brain health. Right. I'd like to take that. I wonder how mine is. I think mine probably sucks. You, um, need, you need more chocolate. I guarantee you that. Yeah. And then the secondary outcome was the effect of multivitamin versus placebo on global cognitive function and they did this graph of change over time they showed no effect of the cocoa on global cognitive function but it was a completely different story for the multivitamin which is why i'm i mean i'm going to start taking a multivitamin again Mm -hmm. uh... They, the graph showed the line separated for global cognitive function uh, composite score and it was statistically significant so they saw a positive effect of multivitamins in the active group relative to placebo peaking at 2 years and then remaining stable over time this is um, this is actually kind of a big deal i mean you know multivitamin industry is, a, is it's huge i mean they you go to any cvs or anything there's multivitamins all over everywhere But uh, people who look into this think, you know, I'm taking them, but I'm not really doing anything for myself. And now you can say, yeah, if you're over 65 at least with, you know, in a mean age of 73 and you're taking multivitamin every day, you may maintain uh, cognitive function at least as measured by this global cognitive function scale uh, over time. So I think that's a big deal. I've never seen anything like this. That's now, huge, yeah. let me yeah, that's Let good. me also say mm-hmm. that I have another study that says, um, okay, day, and this is from 2013, taking a daily multivitamin was not associated with cognitive benefits over a 12-year treatment period. Now, this is male doctors age 65 or older, and this, this study where this was kind of a secondary endpoint. And it was published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Oh, sorry, Annals (laughs) of Internal Medicine. And it says these data do not provide support for the use of multivitamin supplements in the prevention of cognitive decline. So this is the kind of shit. Now that is um, that that drives people crazy because if you really want to, if you give equal weight to these, you go well, it's fifty. What? It's not really. The, the second study was really a better study than this. This was they were just following these doctors and they followed all kinds of parameters. Mm-hmm. And do you take a multivitamin every day? Yes, I do. You know, then was there cognitive decline? This is a double blind placebo controlled randomized trial that followed people over three years. That is much stronger evidence. Than this old thing, and so you can't say that it's well. I've got one study says yes, one study says no. You got to look at the value of the studies, Mm -hmm. and we we cherry pick stuff. And when I say we, I mean they cherry pick stuff all the time. Right. For example, if you have, let's say you have something, a drug, but it's a placebo. You know it's a placebo. Mm -hmm. You're you know you're you just threw some crap together. And uh, then you start collecting testimonials. Mm-hmm. So you have you th- you give out a thousand bottles of this stuff, and you got a five percent placebo, you know, benefit. Right. You know that five percent of people who take it will get it, perceive a benefit, even though there's no nothing that we can prove. We call that the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. So you'll have fifty people. Oh yeah. And they, they write in, hey, this stuff's good. You got 950 people saying, this stuff's horseshit. Yeah. Well, don't publish those. Just publish the 50. And you've got page after page after page oh. on your website of positive testimonies. And they're real testimonies. You're not making them up. Yep. You know? So uh, that kind of cherry picking, it's the same thing. If you have 10% of people who believe one thing and 90% of people who believe another thing, and this is we see this in the media all the time. Oh, God, yeah. They'll have one person from this group and one from the other, and the one from the 10% group is overrepresented. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. but you're putting them together like, oh, well, you know, it's 50-50 and mm. it's not. So yeah. uh, we see this in science as well. And there will be multivitamin deniers who will bring up this 2013 study, but it's not as, uh, as powerful a study.
5: So that's interesting. Yeah. That's a good one, Scott. Well, you know, and Dr. Steve, it's kind of funny because I found right after that, I found that one. I found another one. There was another uh, study on flavonoids helping fend, fend off forgetfulness. And it's a very similar study, but they're talking about up to, um, uh, again, a pretty big study where um, they had a bunch of 77,000 middle-aged men and women collected over 20 years. And the bottom line is they showed uh, up to 19% showed increases in, in their memory. Really? Yeah, and as measured by how it's their report, they report that this is not a double blind. See, that's like yeah, but it's just but but just to show that eating healthy foods and the bottom line is the flavonoids have been shown to as good antioxidants that help with vascular health. Hmm. Which is why they think it, it helps with brain function. I gotta see, you know, but you know. No, what? Just, I gotta see. No, I know, I know But I I'm gotta see telling, evidence. I'm just telling you that's what they. I'm not said. saying you're wrong. Yep, yep. That's oh, I'm not saying, and it. I'm not saying they're right either. But, but that's what they think is yeah. it helps with uh, blood vessels. Yeah, these sort of Which survey kind of
4: cool. studies. As long as people understand when you survey a bunch science. of people and yeah. ask them, do you do this? Do you do that? And then draw, it, it is. It's science, but yeah. it's very weak okay. evidence. Okay. You know, and what it does is. Uh, let's just say you had a bunch of people that said, uh, "I don't know." You know, when I when I take vitamin D, I you know have a less boner. Jo- well, okay, well, <laughs> you know, I was gonna say that, and then I was like, I can't do the yes, boner you thing can. twice, yes, you can. so I'll let Scott do it. I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> that that's what I, I was sort of searching for a different word other than <laughs> vitamin D causes giant boners, but uh, joint pain, Same for example, and they say, okay, when I take my vitamin D, I have less joint pain. That's really, really weak evidence. If you have 300 people say that, that's mm. still 300 anecdotal <laughs> evidences. But when you start having 300 pieces of anecdotal evidence, it may be enough to cause someone to fund a study to see if there's a real effect there. Because that's where we get some of these ideas yeah. from. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, that's pretty cool. I got uh, tagged on Twitter because I had the temerity to say there's 72 uh, uh, studies uh, clinical trials on clinicaltrials.gov on ivermectin in COVID-19. Somebody just asked me, is this all horse shit?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And, uh, and I said, no, it's not complete horse shit. There are, there are real people, serious investigators looking at this just to see, because oh, yeah. ivermectin is known to have antiviral properties as well as antiparasitic properties. Mm-hmm. And it is safe and effective for the things it's indicated for and is very well tolerated. And it is a human medicine. It's tre- Humans get more ivermectin than horses do. I don't know where this narrative came from. But anyway, my post got tagged on uh, no one could reply to it. And it said, this is misinformation. It's like, oh, it's misinformation that there are 72 studies on uh dot gov, by the way, not you know clinical Alex Jones. It wasn't that
5: <laughs> oh it pissed me oh it pissed me
4: off. Well it it was just an algorithm. It looks for certain words so I started spelling Ivermectin because <laughs> listen, I've said multiple times I think what happened to Joe Rogan was was awful. He his ivermectin was prescribed to him by his doctor, who wrote it off label, but gave it to him. And then he's, you know, he just says, "I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You know, I don't know anything." Mm-hmm. He says, "I'm just curious about stuff." He does a three-hour show every day, and then people will take fifteen-second segments and then pillory him over this. And I, I didn't like that. And uh, but I, so I started, <laughs> I started spelling. And, I, and but i've said i would not prescribe it because i don't see the evidence yet that's me i'm a, i'm more conservative in that regard than some of my colleagues are i people who listen to this know i like to see real evidence statistically significant grade a level evidence before i can really get behind something and um But I don't blame people for investigating it for sure and being interested in it, because if we have something that's off the shelf that we could treat, you know, a pandemic with, that's great. You don't have to start from scratch, you know. But anyway, um, I started uh, spelling ivermectin with, you know, instead of an I, an exclamation point Mm -hmm. and uh, a couple other changes that I made in there um, uh, just so I wouldn't get caught by that algorithm again that's what it was. It was just looking for certain words in your tweet, and then tagging it, and then blocking people from responding to it.
5: Hmm. But
4: anyway, in the wild. that kind of pissed me off. Anyway, what else you got? oh that's it. That's it. Okay, those are good. Uh, be on the lookout for questions from the waiting room people. Uh, by the way, we record Wednesdays uh, at uh, three, thir- you know, between three thirty and four p.m. after I get off work. And uh, you can go to our YouTube channel and you can uh, participate in the in the chat room and we respond. And, uh, you know, we do a podcast after this and we'll, you know, take your questions from the chat room and stuff. So check it out sometime. All right. Very good.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.
5: don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right, thank you, Ronnie B. I
4: cannot, I, I cannot disagree with that in the slightest. All right, let's see here.
2: Hey, Doctor Steve, Doctor Scott, how uh, you doing, Tacy? <laughs> That's great to hear.
4: Oh wait, tasty. I don't
2: really have any questions. I just wanted to thank you for making me sound smart. I recently talked about hypnopompic sleep paralysis with people and they assumed I was really intelligent. <laughs> Last weekend I regurgitated what you brought up on the Patreon show, that's patreoncom medicine. Oh, I did
4: not play this about for that. the evolutionary that.
2: implications of teenagers lashing out at their parents to avoid inbreeding. Yes. And you guys were my go-to source for COVID-19 information and teaching me about mRNA vaccines. So then I could educate others. Wow! So this thanks for making me sound smart.
4: Hey, thanks. That's Darren Parker. He's been around for a while and uh, been a participant on Twitter and I think in the uh, chat room as well. Good feller. And I did not listen to it first. I said, well, if he sent it in, it'll be good. So uh, sorry about the plug there, but yeah, yeah, check out our Patreon. <laughs> anyway, that's just Tacey and me. And uh, we do um, uh, we'll have celebrities in from time to time. And we do a thing called the exam room where they just ask us medical questions. And we had Joe DeRosa on and that became I was thinking, Joe, it would just be kind of a fun show. And it was fun. But we got into some heavy topics yep. with him about uh, post-COVID PTSD and some other stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, check it out. It was good. That one, I may put some some segments up uh for public consumption just because they were it was so outstanding. We've had Bob Kelly on, Mark Norman we're, as I said we're going to have little Jimmy Norton in to talk uh, 90 Day Fiance with Tacy and some other stuff so it'll be, it's fun anyway, alright, very good uh, let's try this one
2: Dr. Steve, it's Mike from New York calling. hope hey, Mike. you guys are all doing well. Yes sir uh, lately when I walk outside I've been getting headaches, sore throat sore jaw into my teeth, it goes away when I go inside, I'm figuring it might be like an allergy, but I take Allegra every day already, Um, never had an issue like this before, should I be supplementing the Allegra with uh, something else like a Zyrtec,
4: Mm.
2: Uh, what's going on if you have any idea,
4: thank you very much. Hey thanks Mike, Um, I'll talk a little bit about this, I know Scott you'll have some things to say. Um the first thing taking Allegra and Zyrtec together is like taking Naprosyn and, and Motrin together. Mm-hmm. Uh they're basically in the same class. We want to take either or but not both. Yep. They're both non-drowsy antihistamines and uh taking two you know taking both of those would be just like taking two Allegra and and going over the um the maximum dose. Maximum dose of fexofenadine, which is Allegra's, I think, 180 milligrams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, don't do that. But I do think that he, you know he, he goes outside and he's having pressure, and then it goes away when he goes inside. Mm-hmm. So we have talked about this before that there are people who have sunlight or temperature change uh, histamine release. Mm-hmm. This is caused by. Mast cell degranulation. I just wanted to sound highfalutin. <laughs> but uh, And what happens is because of these triggers, environmental triggers, they'll get a histamine release. And, you know, we just talked those things are antihistamine. So what does histamine do? It does everything the opposite of what an antihistamine does. So it will cause your nose to run and it will cause some enlargement of the engorgement of the tissues of the nose which if you've got a small opening into your maxillary sinus that's the one over the teeth Mm -hmm. you'll get negative pressure in there Mm -hmm. and then that can cause tooth pain so uh, i've got some ideas what he could do dr scott won't you wax eloquent on that tacy i you probably have some ideas on this as well
1: not really. Okay,
4: fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I'm with you, Doctor Steve. I think I think for sure, especially especially when when this you is know. what I hear whenever I say something like that to Tasty. Oh, you
3: get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.
5: <laughs> That's what I hear in my head. I I, right. I think for sure it sounds like he he might benefit from maybe doing a little nasal spray before he goes outside. Kind of prophylactically yep. just just you know, and i and I like I like personally the flow if you're gonna if it's an allergy, if you're yeah. sure it's an allergy because it'll block it go before you go out. You know, I love you know, my nasal spray of course, I love just to wash all the crud out of your head and yep. keep the inflammation down. Because honestly the the more inflammation you keep out of your sinuses and your nose, the less pressure you're gonna have in your face, the less pressure you're gonna have in your teeth. And you should do better.
4: Um, so That presumes, of course, that there are allergens, right. you know, antigens that he's breathing into his nose that's causing this. And if it's environmental, it's a different mm-hmm. thing. Oh, you sure, know? sure. Now, I do like the idea particularly of the um, the steroid fluticasone nasal spray.
5: Especially if it's that season. Because And season. then
4: you got to take it on and on and on. It's mm-hmm. over-the-counter just to help prevent that sort of inflammatory response in mm-hmm. the nose. I think... Um, he should see an allergist mm-hmm. and maybe get on some Monty Lucast. Monty mm-hmm. Lucast is a drug, it's n- sold as Singular. And um, for some people, when it works, it can work wonders and for environmental histamine release. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it doesn't matter, it's a leukotriene uh, inhibitor. It's, you know, I'm giving myself. Oh, oh. Can you like. Shut up. OK, fair <laughs> enough. I hit the wrong button, but that was actually the right one. And um, but it, it's a non it's it's not a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, but it is anti-inflammatory and it's not a steroid. It's in a different class, all of its own. It, it There are some adverse effects with it. Most people can take it and have no effects from it whatsoever. The ones that do. Have problem. Little kids, particularly, can if they get put on lucas, There's a small subfraction of them that'll have behavioral issues and mm. stuff, and some of them can be really severe. Oh wow! So um, uh, you know we don't prescribe it
5: lightly. That's why you can't buy it over the counter. But that might be something. Yeah, and I've you know I've got those old Chinese herbs for sinuses. I used to give you when you were having your mm-hmm. flares. They work extremely well. So if you if there are a bunch of wonderful options. Yeah, try some just explore, 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 explore. Because some things work for me, and they don't work for right. me. And, that, and I think we're all so unique in that way. That's and it.
1: have fun with it.
5: And have fun. Enjoy. <laughs> enjoy your exploration. It, it's kind of like your retirement. You should just explore. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, get into Vaj, too. Get into Vaj, too. Now, yeah. we have um,
4: a listener, and he goes by, I, oh, on Reddit. I'm blanking on his name, and he's, he'll. Nah, anyway, I'm sorry. I forgot. uh in his i forgot your reddit name but he got a an navage and felt like for the first time his nose was clean and stuff and and it, it uh really helped him out we've had several people since we had martin hoke on here and listen he he is not a, a um Sponsor of this show. We don't get anything. They asked me if I wanted to be um, an ambassador for Navage, and I really kind of just let that go. because And I didn't really answer them. I didn't say no, but I didn't answer them because I want to be able to promote Navaj because it's awesome, not because somebody's giving me free stuff to do it, you know? And I think that takes away some of my integrity. So mm. uh, now, if it was life-changing money, and they want them, they want me to. Um, I mean, that's what I got to pay for these Invisaligns <laughs> at some point. it's one of the reasons I did it. It's right just in case somebody needed a spokes a spokes right. model. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> so to uh, do. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. But uh, just in case, you know, I could get up there and say, you know, I hey, I'm Doctor Steve from Weird Medicine, and Navaj is, you know, awesome or whatever. And, um, but it's, uh, well, I don't know where I was going with that, but the, um. <laughs> Dreaming
1: big, buddy. Dreaming
5: big. He's looking at that. He's looking at that, 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 um, that suite up on
4: top
1: yeah. of, uh. Of
5: oh, a the park. skyscraper. The, and the Parker Meridian. Right. <laughs> oh okay.
4: right. Okay. Another inside the room story, but uh, we've told that before. The long-term listeners know what we're talking about. Um, all right. Anyway, Navaj is awesome. I don't think it'll help this guy though because I think he has environmental okay. histamine release and he needs to see someone that will uh, treat that. Mm-hmm. And I think nasal steroids yeah. and maybe Monty
5: Lukast will be the key. Sure, sure, okay. Sure. Sounds right. good. Very good. Good luck. All right.
2: Hey, buddy. How y'all doing?
4: Hey, good, right. man. How are you?
2: So, no, I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> what? guess what happened to me? What? So I was doing my Navaj the other day. It had been a while because I hadn't had it. This bitch kicked me out of her house, and she's ruined my life too. Bitch oh. stole my password, all my accounts, and changed. Oh, any? Anyway, I get off to what? Side. I digress. <laughs> uh, as soon as I used it, started to use the little reservoir at the bottom. You know, it sucks out your nose.
4: Yeah, just red,
2: red, red, red. Uh-oh. Started bleeding.
4: Okay, his audio. He was having some problems. So what he's saying is. Again, this is just a coincidence. I promise you I had no idea this guy was going to talk about Navaj. It would make sense if I was making money from Navaj for me to play this and go, Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. It. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tacey. Good job, Tacey. Anyway, um, he was using his Navaj, and the reservoir in the bottom was bright red blood. Okay. So now what do you do? The rule is that we've talked about if there's blood coming out of an orifice... That it shouldn't come out of. And by the way, that's every orifice of yes. your body. You should get it checked out the first time. Mm-hmm. And then if it's nothing, then the next time it happens, you can blow it off. But you can't blow it off the first time. Mm-hmm. Bright red blood coming out of your ass, probably hemorrhoid. Don't blow it off. Let somebody look at it, make the diagnosis. Blood coming out of your ear, get it checked anywhere, any orifice. hole. yes, please, get it checked but uh also out of your nose so you want to talk about some of the things that can cause bleeding from the nose oh yes
5: sure if his yeah go if his nose was already dry yes sir if his nose is dry give
2: yourself a
4: bill
5: be a little bit too aggressive and it can scrape the inside of the nose he starts bleeding or
4: it could be just dry mm-hmm. and it was starting to bleed anyway because mm-hmm. it's cracked yeah he had some little scabs open. in there and he just mm-hmm. ripped them right off of the, uh, yep. with the uh with Yep. yep. But it could be the nasal polyp and some other things. So just get that checked. Now, what they'll do is uh, very simple. First thing, they'll look up your nose with a nasal speculum, see if they can see anything. So a nasal speculum is kind of like if you've ever had a pap smear. So half of our audience, well, really, our audience, (laughs) one-tenth of our audience will know what I'm talking about. If you ever had a pap smear, Mm -hmm. uh, they have a speculum, and a speculum is just something that will that'll spread things apart so that you can see stuff they they have them for the nose too you hold it in one hand you just go in and you open open up the nasal passage and you'll notice the ent guys have the coolest thing they have these um they, they can do it a bunch of different ways they can wear it on their head the really cool one is when they have a parabolic mirror with a hole over in the middle of it and they and they actually wear it over their eye. Okay. Now, when they do that, you go, why in the hell do they have that? Well, they need to be able to see light, you know, see inside dark cavities. Mm-hmm. So that parabolic mirror, mirror worn over the eye will focus light that is coming from behind you. Mm-hmm. They'll have a light back there and it will um, collimate it so that when they look through the hole in the middle, it's like they're shooting light beams out of their eyes. Mm-hmm. And so anywhere they look will be lit up. Because mm-hmm. if you've ever tried to to screw something in, and you've got a light, and it's not quite lined oh, yeah. up perfectly, you can't see anything, you know, in yeah. some little crevice and something. Yep. And terrible. so that's what this is, and so they could see straight in there. So in case you're ever wondering why they wear those weird things. and. Um, they uh, will look with the nasal speculum. If they don't see anything, they're going to go to phase two. And phase two is shooting some cocaine up your nose or benzocaine or something to numb it up and to dilate the tissues in there, you know, to, so that there, there's no resistance. Mm-hmm. And then they'll lube up a little thin... Uh, fiber optic scope and stick it in your nose, and they will look and look around, and they can go all the way down the back of your throat and look down into your vocal cords, which most of the time, that's not where this bleeding is going to be coming right. from. But uh, And anyway... Yeah, and it should be really close to the surface. Yep, yep. Easy yep. to see. You would think yep. so, would particularly think. because it was the l- navage, but they could see yep. You know, something in the nasal septum, if you had something, uh, if you've been doing a lot of coke and now you've got a hole that's, that's forming there. <laughs> formed a- I've seen those oh, yeah. where you could stick the, um, the fiber optic scope in their left nostril and then cut over between the hole in their nasal septum and come out the right side because mm-hmm. the hole was so big. Mm-hmm. And why does that happen? It's because cocaine is a vasoconstrictor. It constricts blood vessels. When you constrict blood vessels on a mucous membrane for long enough, over long enough time, it can kill the mucous membrane, mm-hmm. and then it just eats a whole. Kind of sloughs off. Yep. Yep. All right. Yuck. Questions, comments.
5: Yeah. Sorry. No.
4: <laughs> okay. You
3: have probably already did a segment on this. D- yeah, I've done that. Can matter. you do uh, some on uh, E.
2: T. for? People who Viagra and Cialis
4: uh, don't work. Yeah. I know. They've mentioned penis pumps
2: before, but uh, you know, some for diabetic. Thanks, sir.
4: Yeah, I, I think he said at the end that he's diabetic. Yeah, yep. So that's a real common problem in diabetics, and it's a, listen. Fifty percent of people over the age of forty-five have some problem with erectile dysfunction. So uh, that's why there's Cialis, Viagra. la vitra on the market but there are other things and those don't work for everybody no so uh back in the day we used to use Yohimbean because that's all we had before viagra Mm -hmm. came out Mm -hmm. and i remember tacy do you remember when viagra came out they used to have viagra ties and viagra clocks and all this Mm -hmm. stuff and a, a lot of the drug reps were making extra money by instead of bringing those to the doctor's office they'd put them on youtube or some bulletin board back then probably and, you know, they weren't, they were being very naughty to do that. But, <laughs> but, you know, people were really, it, Viagra, it was, I mean, the cause of jokes and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, for the longest time when it was new because mm-hmm. everybody was like, ooh, you know, it's, uh, it's so naughty. But, um, they, uh, so if those don't work, now what do you do?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, there is a, um, Medication called prostadil and it's a some it's a prostaglandin of some sort, which means that it it has different effects in the body, but it can affect blood flow as well. And uh, what the old school way to do it was you would inject it into the base of the penis. A lot of people don't want to stick a needle into their dick. No, I don't.
5: No, but Not unless you have to, to get an erection, maybe eh, okay, maybe. yeah, maybe. And they're Are, little needles. Yes, they're very they little. little. Yeah, they yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, they're like diabetic
4: needles. Yeah, 30-gauge 30 30 little uh, diabetic right, <clears throat> insulin needles. So it's not that bad. But no. uh, but still, sticking a thought. needle at <laughs> the base of your dick. <laughs> well, let's get it on, honey. And it's no. like, oh, yeah, okay, this is a real turn-on. Mm. So now there is a thing called the Muse system where they take the alprostadil and little pellets. And it's got an applicator, and you just shove it down the urethral meatus, a.k.a. the cock hole. Also not real sexy to do that, but it's less traumatic than sticking a needle in the base of your penis. So that's one thing. So you could ask for that. See a urologist. They're usually the ones that are, that are pretty cool with prescribing that stuff. And uh, then there is the, the venerable uh, penis pump. Mm-hmm. Penis pump works by the laws of physics, so it will work. And uh, basically, it's a vacuum pump. It has a, uh, a cock ring on one end, and then you have to achieve a good seal. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna you lube it up pretty good so that you can get a good seal. You may have to shave, and you should be doing that in 2022 anyway. Yeah. And then uh, Manscaping. You, you get a good right. You get a good seal, <laughs> and then you turn the pump on, or you do it manually, and you put vacuum into this. You know, a negative pressure into this tube that's around your penis. That negative pressure will draw blood into the uh, penis itself. You get a big giant purple erection. And then you, once you get it to where you want it, you slip the uh, cock ring off to keep it keep it up, and uh, that's very successful for people. And the other thing is, insurance will pay for the damn thing. Yep, Medicare will pay for that, so you can get that. Uh, Doctor Scott, you got any other ideas? What What about traditional Chinese medicine? And I know you are an ethical tcm provider oh, yeah. you you don't do yeah.
5: rhino horn and all that kind of stuff no so. shoot no no you know we've got some other some other old chinese herbs that can help but but i'm i'm with you you know and this guy's got a little bit more challenge with the diabetes yeah certainly making sure his diabetes is controlled make sure all those other factors are controlled smoking yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. yes don't smoke yeah, good god if you yeah. want to have giant
4: you know Ballpark Frank and the microwave yeah. erections. You cannot smoke, smoke cigarettes.
5: No, you know, and I love Doctor Steve making sure that that sometimes they forget to check testosterone. To ex- yeah. if your testosterone levels are a little bit higher, it's a little bit easier for those all these drugs to work. Yeah, it's a lot more challenging if if, if in fact good you have a really low testosterone. You know, so you know, if, if all these things are, are, are okay, I, I do have some old Chinese herbs that can help some, but I'm a huge fan of Cialis. You yeah. know, Viagra. What, yeah. Whatever works, whatever. Yeah, I'm a fan works. of whatever works as long as they're healthy. Right. That's my, that's my number one concern. A, uh, and a penile implant is sort of the last resort. Last resort. And those things can And be if you're going to do one, yeah.
4: get, you know, get a, a monster hog. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you know, if gonna, I saw one, uh, one time and it was just, it was very disappointing. <laughs> and I'm I don't think I'd be happy with that. I guess i would be, it's better than nothing, but. Yeah. You know,
5: anyway. Yeah. All right. So, so good healthy. luck with
4: that. But go yeah. see a urologist. Yeah. They're the ones that can really help you. Particularly, you know, if you if you live in a big city, there may be some providers around you that specialize in erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Go to one of those. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Hey,
2: Dr. Steve. This is uh, Jeremy in Atlanta. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, strange thing. I had a physical. I'm a 43-year-old man. And they came back and said that my testosterone is insanely high. Uh, it was a 1,000, which they said the chart didn't even go up that Wow. Wow. Um, hmm. They asked if I did steroids, which I do not. I take uh, one a day in vitamins, and that's about it. I uh, don't really work out that much. I'm probably 20 pounds overweight, so I definitely don't have the body of uh, someone who does steroids, but yeah. trying to Look of uh, why it's so high, I can't find anything about why your testosterone would be high. Uh, so I just wanted to see if you knew if this is something I should be worried about, or did I fail tasks successfully? Uh, thanks, yeah. and I'll listen love the
4: show. Bye. Okay, man. Well, um, I've corresponded with him since then, because this is one of those... Uh, I, I'm i a little disappointed that they just said, well, your testosterone's high. And um, that, that's something that he needs to follow up on. Mm-hmm. Check it again first. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You're going to get another one Give of Give yours.
3: yourself a bill.
4: The first thing you do when you get an unexpected answer on a lab test is repeat it. But, um, and see if it regresses to the mean. Yep. could be. Maybe it was somebody else's, maybe somebody screwed something up in the lab. It happens. So when you get one where they're going, "This is insane, and you feel fine, just repeat it and see, if it's still insane, then we got to look into it. So um, you know, um, the, the problem is is that he doesn't have any signs or symptoms of high mm-hmm. testosterone. You can be more aggressive, you could be more irritable, you could have acne, you could have oily skin, uh, sleep apnea. Uh, And he said he didn't have an increase in muscle mass, which also makes me wonder if the lab test was erroneous. Um, He could have a low sperm count as well, but, you know, the thing is, if it's real, it's got to be dealt with because um, high high testosterone can be caused by either a testicular or adrenal tumor. That doesn't mean cancer. Mm -hmm. They could just be adenomas. But uh, and very often uh, they are benign, but they can boost testosterone levels to these crazy levels. And then if you don't treat it, um, it'll raise your bad cholesterol and uh, that can lead to cardiovascular decrease in health, uh, maybe even heart attack or stroke. You, you Increase your risk of sleep apnea, infertility, all that kind of stuff. So, and it could just be a genetic predisposition, but I've never seen a genetic predisposition for a high testosterone that was that
5: high. That's pretty high. I mean, and it could just be his norm, but that's really high. That's That's really high. high.
4: I mean, we've talked about how they develop these norms. You just get a thousand people and you test them and then you get the mean and go two standard deviations. Well, that's the normal. Well, there's going to be some people that are two standard deviations away from the mean that are just normal that were in that pool. It's just part of it. Yeah so but this one is there's that, yeah when they what, he said it was didn't he say it was so high that they couldn't even read it or something yeah, it was let me over see a thousand, he said.
2: Hey, dr steve this is uh jeremy let's get that Atlanta. again yeah uh, strange thing i had a physical and i'm a 43 year old man and they came back and said that my testosterone is insanely high
4: yeah that, that's never good when your doctor calls and says Your lab test was insanely high.
2: Uh, It was a thousand, which they said the chart didn't even go up that
4: high. Yeah, that's the thing. When the chart doesn't even go up that high, you got to check it again. And then if it's still the chart doesn't go up that high, you got to get it taken care of. Yep. yep, yep. So, um, again, figuring out where that's coming from. Is it a pituitary issue? Is it an adrenal tissue, testicular issue? They're going to do some imaging of his brain. They're going to do some imaging of his uh, adrenal glands. And that can all be done, one thing, and probably an ultrasound of the testicles. Mm -hmm. So that would be the workup for this, along with some blood work. When they figure out where it's coming from, they'll take care of it, and he'll be done with it. And he'll probably feel better. Mm -hmm. Now, he may feel weird in the beginning when that testosterone drops. Mm Because it's going to be uh, a yeah. precipitous decline in his testosterone. It's pretty
5: high octane. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say
4: he may end up with uh, having to take testosterone replacement too, because mm-hmm. it, if it's adrenal gland, it's just like taking testosterone. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, well, we'll see. We'll see. I anyway. wonder
1: if he's having anger issues. He,
4: he, it, I, he didn't say that he was or wasn't, so yeah. I don't know. He, he didn't see me. He angry. just talked about it. <laughs> he did <laughs> not seem. He seemed seem like, like a happy. nice Nice failer.
5: Fail <laughs> so anyway,
4: all right, Doctor Scott, what you you want to do one more? Let's do one more. Okay, well maybe we do. I'm Let's all try all this more. one. Let's try this one. Hey, Doctor Steve, one question for you. Yeah.
3: Why could cavemen drink from puddles and rivers and ponds, but I can't without
4: getting explosive diarrhea? Oh, Thanks. that's a good one.
5: I can answer that. Okay, go ahead. Go life, ahead. Life expectancy. <laughs> yeah. that's Our Probably ancestors so, were yeah. riddled yeah. with
4: parasites. There's yeah. No question about that. Yeah, that was a big part. And we don't have samples of their stool to know that they weren't just running off at the bowels all yeah. the time. Matter of fact, if you look at um, quote-unquote primitive tribes now that it don't interact with our modern world, Many of them are eating a diet that's high in seeds and nuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'll have five, six bowel movements a day. Yep. And they're full of parasites, too.
5: Yeah.
4: Um, a lot of folks are. Yeah. And your body can uh, acclimate to some of that stuff. When, if I go to Hawaii, which this is a real sort of first world problem, but I go to Hawaii and come back, I will every time I've ever gone, I've gotten diarrhea to the point that I thought that I had Giardia and I'd get tested for it and I didn't have it mm-hmm. and all it is is a difference in the bacterial flora that's on their food it doesn't, it's not bad it's just different right. and my body isn't used to it yep. and uh, every time and Liam our son would get it back in Tacey didn't and we would eat all the same stuff it wasn't like we were eating weird things or anything like that it's just a difference in the the colonies of bacteria that were on the f- the fresh fruits and vegetables in Hawaii than they are here and it's a very clean you know wonderful place it's not like um, you know, and and, and that's true. Terista, that's just basically what that is. If you get terista going south of the border, it doesn't mean that the that the food there is quote unquote contaminated. It just means that there's different bacterial flora uh, in the um, in that uh, in that area than is what you're used to at home. Now, when I was in the Dominican Republic once, um, I got a bad case of the green apple quickstep. And it was because I didn't pay attention to the sign next to my sink that said El Agua no es potable. <laughs> <laughs> and that means the water is not drinkable. And so some places don't have uh, municipalities that have drinkable water from the tap. And you can use it for other stuff or you could boil it and drink it. But, uh, and that, those, are, those do have some contaminants that our, our GI tracts are not used to. Yep, yep, you know? sure. So anyway, that's all that is. So I don't know what our, but it, Scott's right. Our ancestors lived, if they were 30, they were lucky. They're really old, yeah. The, the ancient ancestors. Yep. So, All right. They're probably just shitting all the time. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> all no right. Way. We developed a rectal sphincter so that we weren't just dropping stool everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that um, saber tooth tigers couldn't track us by our fecal matter. How about that? I like it. There, there you go. Good right. stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's try this one, and then we'll get out of here.
3: Hello, Dr. Steve. Dr. Scott. Hey. This is Steve Collins from Murfreesboro. Hey, man. Hey. I've got a question for you. In the last couple of months, the helmet on my penis has started retracting inside of its sheath uh, for no reason. It doesn't happen that much, but it does happen two or three times a week. Uh, the only thing I can think of is I have put on about 10 pounds in the last year, but I'm only two 10, 200, I'm 200 pounds, so it's not like I'm, a, you know, just a lard-ass,
2: um,
3: <laughs> but then I'm also 61, hmm. so I didn't know whether this was normal or uh, whether that's something I should, you know, is my dick going to fall off? Or no. Is it going to crawl back inside of me? And, uh,
5: well, Okay, what did he say? What,
4: it was what part of his penis was retracting?
5: Well, just the head of it slipping back. Like, Is that the, what he's uh, saying? Okay, like, yeah, I'm I'm the sheath a little bit. I've got a
4: question for you. Let me
5: run that one again. In
3: the last couple of months, the helmet on my penis has started the, retracting. Oh, the helmet!
4: I thought he was saying filament. It's like what, dude? His filament. Roman war helmet. You got more than you know <laughs> more problems than 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 you're letting on but okay the helmet is retracting i wonder i'd love to have him on did he have covid because i'm gonna tell you i've heard a covid dick oh no and i think i've got a little element of that i'm not as um okay you're gonna sneeze no, I'm sorry yeah. okay that's okay go ahead sneeze who cares a medical edge, show
5: okay fake there's a false alarm
4: um But uh, I think I have a little bit of COVID dick because I've noticed that when I walk around, I'm not as loose and long and hanging as I was. I've got a more. Here we go. No, (laughs) no. No, I'm just saying. I've noticed it. And I thought, well, you know, I haven't gained or lost any weight. I'm the same weight that I've been forever since um, since I sort of finished with Noom. And um, so it's not that. And I've got plenty of testosterone in me, and that isn't it. So, could it be, But I did start noticing this after COVID. So, I, I would ask him that. And if that wasn't it, um, it, when we get older, you know, you have this thing called the Cremaster reflex, and, and there's a bunch of muscles in there that want to pull your genitalia into your body to the extent that they can. Uh, to protect them because it's the species doesn't go on if you get gored by a wild boar out in the in the uh, you know in the field somewhere when you're a cave person so you want to you don't want your jungle region just exposed anymore and you have to and I think that that becomes somewhat more active when you get older Tacey you used to catheterize elderly men did you notice that their penises were more retracted than you would think a, a young person's penis? Because you saw plenty of those, too.
1: I mean, Steve, it's been since 1996. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I don't remember. I just remember the, I'm not even going to say it, the ones. Well, no, the I am gonna say, Yes. Yeah. And And how sore they got.
5: Yep.
4: How sore they got. What do you mean?
1: Because they weren't clean and. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so. Did I'm, you have to clean it? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Well, good for you. Yeah. do you go. Yeah.
4: This first thing she asked me, "Are you circumcised?" And I said no, and she said, "Okay, well then I can date you."
1: That's not true. Oh wow! <laughs> because of
4: that.
5: That's insane. <sighs> <sighs> okay.
1: Well, you get nothing.
3: You lose. Good day, sir. I'm good he- day. I'm
5: hearing that again. All
4: right. Well, listen. uh Thanks, everybody. If we don't have any other questions, we'll get out of here. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, well, thanks, everyone. Uh, oh, and sorry, dude, I don't have an answer for you. Drop the 10 pounds. If you drop 30, you'll gain an inch. Drop the 10 and see what happens. Call us back. Let us know if you had COVID. Let us know if you've had your testosterone
5: checked. Yeah. hydration, et cetera, et, cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. Anything yeah. else could it be
4: up. Then we'll see. No All right sorry i don't have a great great answer for you on that we can't forget rob sprance bob kelly greg hughes anthony cumia jim norton travis teft that gould girl lewis johnson paul Ofcharsky, chowdy tenoate howdy goo Plunk, uh, eric nagel the port charlotte whore the saratoga skank the florida floozy the Satan pete barkeep blower um Roland Campos sister of Chris Sam Roberts she who owns pigs and snakes Pat Duffy Dennis Falcone Matt KleinSchmidt Dale Dudley Holly from the Gulf Christopher Watkins Double Steve Tucci The Great Rob Bartlett Vix Nether Fluids Cardiff Electric Casey's Wet T-shirt Carl's Deviated Septum Producer Chris Jenny Jingles The Inimitable Vincent Paulino, everyone, Eric Zane, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and of course, our dear departed friends, GVAC and Fez Watley, who supported this show, never went unappreciated. Thanks to our Sirius XM show and listen to it on the F- Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, On Demand and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts and other crap. Until next time check your stupid nuts for lumps quit smoking, get off your asses and get some exercise. I'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thank you everybody.
1: Goodbye.